Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Jay Cross, how good would you say you are at the guitar? I would say I... Your three choices okay. are beginner, yes. intermediate, yes. or advanced. Probably beginner. Okay, excellent. How would you like to move up to intermediate? I'd really like to be an intermediate guitar player. That's the only thing I've ever wanted to be. Good. That's about as far as you'll get. Yes. Unless Uh-oh. you use Guitar Tricks. Okay, tell me more. Guitar Tricks is an excellent website to teach you how to move from beginner mm-hmm. to intermediate mm-hmm. to advanced guitar. Okay. Whether you're just starting out or whether, you know... You could be, you should be better than you are. Like me. Indeed. Yes. Um, guitar Tricks uh, will help you move th- through those stages as a guitar player. And good for you, Jay Cross. We have worked together with Guitar Tricks to bring a 14-day free trial to not only you, but to the listeners of the Guitar Nerds podcast. So that means I can try it for 14 days, and if I'm not into it, just cancel it. You can, indeed. But... I'm probably going to be into it. I think you probably will. Okay. You'll notice a uh, swift advancement of your guitar skills. Excellent. So, do you want to know where you can get this offer? Where can you get the offer? Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. Can you repeat that for me? I can. Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. Is there um, like an app that you can use or do you have to do it on your computer? (laughs) Guitarnerds.net. forward slash guitar tricks boom hello (laughs) hello and welcome to another episode of guitar nerds live Well, it's sort of live. You don't have to listen to it live, of course. Uh, you can also, as most of you are, listening to it in the future or watching it in the future. Because in the car. Someone had the ridiculous idea of us live streaming on YouTube, which I do not enjoy. I am your host today, Joe Branton. I am joined by the enigmatic Jay Cross. Hello. And uh, the fertile Matthew Knight. Hello. The, the f- fertile? Uh, yes. Okay. I just mean fertile of knowledge. Oh. Uh, not of sperm oh. count. Um, anyway, oh. you'll notice that we are Mark Packhamless uh, today. And that. First time ever? Nah. Second time ever? <clears throat> I think it's been a few times. There have been a few Mark Packhamless episodes, haven't there? Um, been I like think this is only the second one, second Guitar Nerds one we've done without Mark. Right. He misses one a year. Yeah. Yeah, contractually normally, obligated. One. Normally he's having some sort of operation. 
when he misses Great it. Great game. He is having an operation. He, no, he's had the he's operation. Had his operation. Yeah. I went around and saw him earlier. Yeah, how was he? Yeah, I mean, they. I can't... Modern medicine's amazing. They've managed to make his forehead, like, way more in proportion. That is incredible. Something <laughs> I, none of us even thought was possible. I know, they've done it. But no, he seemed fine. So Mark had his uh, Mark had his gallbladder out uh, on Friday. Which is really... That's a weird thing to have out if you're not, like... I don't know. What, what reason do you have your, your gallbladder out for? Generally, if you're... Not drinking enough water? Um, the the sort of the, the, the general demographic demographic of people who have their gallbladders out from what I understand are people who are a bit overweight right. and, and old and old and <laughs> uh, you know eat a lot of fatty food and because your gallbladder can't process the fats right or like the I, I don't I just tend to switch off because it's a bit gross yeah so when he starts talking about it I tend to switch off but it basically meant that for the last sort of nine months or so Mark hasn't eaten any fat whatsoever oh he's so, been really frustrating so like at work every day he will have half a packet of microwave rice and a tin of tuna that's it and he wow. has done that for like nine months the, honestly the staying power is pretty impressive oh, that, is, that is quite impressive to not just like go and eat a burger or something I don't know well, not bad. But anyway, yes, so we are Mark Packhamless uh, tonight, which means the three of us are going to pick up the uh, the slack uh, which he has left off, which I think is why we've ended up not really framing this shot incredibly well. Because, uh, I feel it looks... I mean, other than the fact that I have to turn away, yeah, it's yeah, fine. We, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. It's sort of all right. Um, but yes... To move away from the mic to breathe. Yeah, that's... Yeah, you'll have to do that. But so we're sort of manning stuff between us. I've got notes over here and the live stream here and listeners that means nothing to you Jay Cross is in the chat on the tube of you um, which I assume has some sort of address that Mark normally reads out at this point youtube.com <laughs> forward slash guitar nerds videos that's yeah. the one yeah something like that but anyway so what are we going to talk about on this podcast without Mark Packham more Nam is the answer because Matt Knight has just got back from uh, from Nam, and whilst we have discussed all the many uh, aspects of Nam, we have not done it with Matt Knight, um, our, yeah. our our man on the inside. Yeah, exactly. First time yeah. we've had you back in what? How many weeks haven't you done a podcast for? Two, I think. Has it been two? Yeah, yeah. I like think that. just yeah. two. I think it's just two. It just always feels like longer when I don't talk to you guys. Well, it's wonderful to have you back. Oh, time flew by for me, mate. <clears throat> Did it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Flew. Just looking forward to seeing me. Yeah. Yeah, let's leave it at that. <laughs> um, yeah, Nam, Nam won, I suppose, for me. Um, I met um, a friend of mine who, that was his 25th Nam show uh, this year. Um, so I was like, that's that's pretty nuts. So yeah, Nam number one for me. And um, for people who haven't been, when people say it's massive, it's ridiculous. Like, the actual main hall where they have all the... Uh, like the majority of the stands is like the size of like three football stadiums I think I heard someone say what yeah it's loud it's massive and uh, it's almost impossible to see everything and it's not filled with just guitars it's everything instrument wise yeah um, so yeah I think the first day Thursday they have 88,000 people through the door yeah that is absolutely bonkers There's and no Saturday peaked at like I don't know 100,000 or something um, and also to top it off you know every year I hear someone go now and go oh you know post pictures glorious weather sunshine shorts t-shirt oh it's the worst weather that California have had in a decade Aww. um 
literally the worst storm they've seen in a decade uh, happened um, over the entire weekend. So, <laughs> as you know, a bit, bit rainy. But yeah, no, apart from that, it was um, absolutely amazing. Excellent. Like, I was just knocked back by the sheer size of it. There's so much stuff there, it's impossible to see everything. I think even with four days, I think you'd still struggle. You kind of have to, like, plan out exactly what you want to see, and then bear in mind it'll probably take you at least 20 minutes to get there. Yeah. One, because you'll see cool stuff that you want to stop out on the way, and two, it'll just take so long because of the amount of people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've only done one trade show before. We talked about it a little while a little while back when, when I went to, um, to IFA, which is the, like, the European Consumer Electronics Show, kind of. Right. Um, it's kind of like CES. You know, they had CES a couple couple weeks back. It's kind of like that, but for like washing machines and stuff, um, and wow. ep- epilators and uh, juice machines and and stuff like that. And I, you know, just the, the all I thought about while I was walking around was, I bet this is wicked if it's stuff that you like, as opposed to. Yeah. Uh, electric toothbrushes and stuff like that you know I, I, so I, I can just imagine that being being in 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 that situation is just completely overwhelming is it yeah. like is it open to the public or do you have to be like no. press technically and... technically no okay um so no it's open to members of like the trade so if you're a store if you're part of a company that's exhibiting there um guests of exhibitors and media, okay. The, basically, um, so, so basically, most people will be able to blag up. Yeah, so most people will be able to get a ticket. Yeah, okay. Uh, effectively, um, I met a lot of people there that were yeah friends of exhibitors. Basically, yeah. <clears throat> an exhibitor can buy as many tickets as they want. Oh, okay. So, how much is um, that then? I think the tickets are about fifty to seventy-five dollars each. So it's not. Oh, it's I'm sure the name of the company expensive. is absolutely raking it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I've no doubt. Um, considering, I mean, you know, my girlfriend works in events and the cost of some of her stands at some of her shows when they're in like six to seven figure sums, I'm sure they're loving the amount of people that are turning up. Yeah. Um, but yes, to give you an idea of the size, you've basically got the top floor um, and there's there was like uh, Gibson, Fender, uh, Roland Boss and then a massive piano lounge. Then below that, you had the kind of second-tier massive guitar companies like PRS, PV. Um, I can't remember who else was down there. Loads of other drum companies. And then below that is like Hall D, which is the massive hall. This is the one that's like three football stadiums. And I mean, there's so many stands there. It's it's unbelievable. And then there's Hall E, and that's where all the cool stuff is. Yeah, I remember, the, like, I remember Mark saying that, like, when he went a couple of years back, Hall, like, the, the one in the basement is where all, uh, well, where all the basement dwellers are, where, where like, you might find something really weird. Yeah, basically. And um, bizarrely enough, some big companies down there, Sur Guitars were down there, bizarrely oh, yeah. enough. I would have thought they'd had a much bigger stand. But, well, they still had a big stand, but it was down in Hall E. And then Hall E, you kind of got all the boutique guys... And then oh, it kind man, of drifts off great. into like all these Chinese retailers selling like straps and string winders and stuff like that. So it kind of like gets a bit weird. Like if you're in the corner of Hall E, I think you're probably, probably going to have a bad bad time. Right, okay. Um, because obviously a lot of um, you know guys like the company I work for bring over their dealers to show them all the new stuff. So a lot of dealers go there to kind of open new accounts and you know, right, okay. find new pedals they want to stock or new guitars or amps or strings or straps or or whatever they want to stock so 
Um, yeah, it was just kind of an interesting and eye-opening experience for that, really. Just kind of seeing the entire industry in one massive bubble. Um, was there anyone that you wanted to see that you didn't see or heard good things about that we haven't maybe had a chance to cover? In terms of artists or in terms no, of No, in terms like, of like pedal... Well, well, in terms of like gear, like... Like amps I mean, I, there's so much. In fact, I think I wrote a note somewhere. I don't know if I still have it on my phone. There were so many companies that I wanted well, well, to see we'll... that I only saw briefly, or no, companies I didn't even see that I only, like, I might have walked past and go, oh, I'm going to go back there. Like, I didn't even get to those. To Wampler for very long. Um, barely got a chance to look around Fender, although I did go around the custom shop bit. Well, we'll, um, um, we'll go through your list of bits and bobs. Yeah, I wrote a nice a, little list. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll sort of hit those, like, one at a time. Uh, presently, just because uh, it would be great if uh, for this podcast we could kind of focus on the best bits that you saw, because we saw um, we saw loads and loads of uh, we obviously had all the main bits that we hear about over here, and they're the things that we've covered in the last two weeks of podcast. But it'd be great to get your inside scoop on maybe a few things that we haven't spoken about as well. So first of all, that was kind of my going round the room, but you know that that took a little bit longer. Jay Cross, how's your week been? My week my week's been all right. Um... It's been quite busy. I, uh, I I was yeah I've been work, working a lot. I had to work on Saturday, which wasn't great. But I then uh, I saw my, I saw my mates' band Hookworms oh, at yeah. the weekend. They're um, always playing in some form. In, no, another. they don't. They don't play very often actually. This was well, f- when you 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 were seeing a another gig that they that Ooh. they'd done that the their lead singer had done in his other band. Wasn't that like last week? Uh no. Oh no, it's narwhals, isn't it? Yeah, I always get them confused. They don't. <laughs> okay, they don't sound very similar. No, I know. But, but anyway, they're I, the two bands that you always that put. I talk about. So yeah, I I'm, I saw Hookworms this week, and that that was great. They're a really really great band. Um, they use loads and loads of weird like synths and weird pedals and stuff. Um, and they they appear to be moving more away from guitars and more towards more synths. Right. Um, which is yeah really weird. That it was that that was great. Um, and I've got, I've got, uh, I'm recording this week. Oh yeah, this is in your new band. New band, yeah, recording. Haven't got a name yet, but we're gonna record three songs, and we'll see, we'll see how it happens, see what happens. Um, but I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something a bit, a bit wild. Right. I used my sound amp the other day, and it sounded like it, like it might be breaking. So I think I might not take the sound amp, but I might just take. The boss, the BB One X. BB One X. Yeah, it's I think very, I might very just. Good. I think I might just take that and not bother with the sound amp because it was sounding really ropey, which I think is probably just because I've I stamp on it all the time and don't yeah. keep it in a very good condition. Well, I guess if you always play driven, because I use my boss BB One X as a drive pedal exclusively. I don't use it as a preamp at all. Yeah. Um, as a, I do use a sound amp uh, VT DI yeah. as a preamp, so that is on always, and then. The uh, the the BB One X just comes on before it in the chain. But okay. Yeah, the, but the BB One X I reckon could be a good on all the time, provided you need to be quite distorted. Yeah, I mean, of course you do. Yeah, well, of course. So so that's what that's the big news this week. Doing that. Um, what about you? You went away. Yeah, I went to Stockholm. So I just got back from Stockholm, where I got to check out some cool guitar shops, and it was actually very helpful because. One of the first things I did after I got off of the plane, then onto the train, then off of the train at the stop I needed to get off, literally opposite um, the uh, the train station, was a guitar shop called Helltone. 
Okay. Um, and I, I posted a picture of it on the Guitar Nerds forum. And what was great is apparently we have a, a couple of people who were Swedish on our on, on, on the, the forum. Gr- yeah, I saw that. And they yeah. were able to point me towards another guitar shop that was uh, just down the road. And I actually found a third one as well. And it was it was surprising to see how different the the stock is in a secondhand guitar shop from Scandinavia to here. Right. Because it was like nearly a hundred percent Hagstrom, Hofner, and Echo. <laughs> right. Okay. All those. All those. Is Echo, brands, uh, is Echo a Scandinavian company? I, I don't actually know the origins of Echo, even though they were a brand of the week. I also. And I have to. I have to admit. I'm. I, I don't know if the other two are, but I'm assuming uh, because of the Hagstrom Viking. Yeah, Hagstrom are Hagstrom's okay. Swedish, um, but uh, obviously Hofner's German. But still, yes, so, you know. Close enough, that sort of area. Oh, I'm sure that the Scandinavian listeners uh, and German listeners will really appreciate you saying that. Well, you know, there's that, that sort of thing, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, they. Um, but it was great. Uh, Helltone especially great had, uh, yeah, yeah. Helltone especially had some wicked stuff. They had a range. They had four. Um, uh, what are the SGs called with three humbuckers? Deluxe. Deluxes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The, okay. uh, yeah they had four. Um, uh, SG Gibson SG Deluxes that had all been uh, painted with the face of a different beetle um, which I thought was pretty cool and uh, like they had loads of weird stuff like that there was um, there seemed to be some sort of in-house artistry going on on a handful of guitars throughout I'm going to post the pictures up later but uh, it was and and oh, the range of Echo guitars there was mind-blowing the amount of like large flake gold sparkle guitars there was uh, was totally wicked so I will are you sure they those. weren't an Echo dealer? It well, sounds well, like they were... It, well, it doesn't, you go they into don't s- exist anymore. Well, they do, but these were like right. old oh, okay. Echoes. There was loads and loads of just old, old stuff there, right, which okay. was super cool. But it was, it was a great... Uh, Helltone especially was a great guitar shop. I thoroughly enjoyed sort of knocking around loads of weird old stuff in Sweden. Um, but yes, sort of coming back round t- to Matt, I thought we could maybe go through a few things, a few of the super cool brands that you saw on your adventures yeah. at Nam, Because there were a few yeah. things that you sort of pointed out, like uh, uh, you hooked up with the 60s Cycle Hum Boys. I did, yeah. Because um, the first thing I was going to say before we got into it is, like, to be honest, the best way to kind of get all of the news from Nam is probably not to go and just sit on Facebook and YouTube and, you know listen to us because you're going to get more information that way than trying to walk around and see it all um but it was good yeah because i met up with um steve and uh ryan from 60 cycle hum and uh blake from tone mob and we had um we had a good like chat me and uh ryan walked around and did a podcast on the on the floor which was quite good so it was like an on the fly impromptu podcast which was quite good and uh, me and Blake talked about the tone, tone mob because obviously he's got a massive uh, Instagram account, and these guys know like everyone in the pedal community. I mean, we, I was walking downstairs and they basically—it's just one huge group of people, which I thought was amazing. Really, like the sense of community among these brands, where in effect they're all vying for the same business. Yeah, they're they're all selling pedals to guitarists or bass players, but yet they're all they all know each other they're all friends they all help each other out and it was just really nice to see this like amazing kind of 
spirit between all of these these pedal guys um it's like a proper mini community it's it was brilliant it, that was to me probably the best thing about the whole show is how close like all of these people are oh that's really cool it's yeah a sh- it's a shame really that that sort of thing doesn't doesn't quite exist here really does it i guess maybe are these people I think that maybe a new thing over there there as well these are mostly guys that are down in Hall E and they sort of know everyone and a lot of those people are kind of new-ish to the business Um, and yeah it was just great like everyone knew each other and it was just kind of like oh this is like everyone's helping each other out and everyone's friends and it's like not like oh you're making pedals I'm making pedals you know we you know don't look at my designs or anything like that yeah 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 yeah, it was really good well, that's because they—that's because they've all ripped ripped off the same companies. Well, like, this, this, don't look up, the, don't look at how I wired up my clone clone. Don't well, do this it. This is a weird thing. We <laughs> um we walked around because obviously in my normal day job I I work for Boss, so we walked around with Yoshi Ikigami, who is the president of of Boss, and it was kind of like walking around with a celebrity. Right. Um, every pedal builder couldn't believe. What that was what he said. Talk. That was what he said about no, you, right? Yeah, that's what he was like. Oh, you know, walking around with a celebrity. Although I did get spotted once by one person who listened to the podcast. So that, oh, that's that, nice. That um, yeah, every because everyone respects Boss, and everyone was telling him what their first Boss pedal was, and kind of how much influence that those pedals had on their company. And it was yeah. kind of like it was just really, really bizarre. Um, you kind of forget how far it kind of goes back. But yeah, they were kind of really pleased that we brought Yoshi along and talked about pedals and stuff like that so that to me that was probably like the highlight although i saw some cool gear at the same time i think it was the community spirit amongst all of that and that's why i'm hoping next year we all four of us can go yeah because i think it'd be nice to be involved with that i met joe's friend as well and fellow facebook um guitar nerd facebook person jd 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 short who is one of the uh, patreon backers who bought us the beers yes that's correct yeah which, yeah, was, he is, which, uh, is, which was really good. I mean, that certainly puts him as in the top tier of the only, the only person tier. who's ever bought us a gift. If I'm yeah, that, that I think that. Well, no, no, no. We've had some other stuff. We got a base. We did get a, you got a base. Yeah, I don't care about that though. Yeah, I just want more beers. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, JD actually was there as um, as a rep for Eden amplification. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, so he was exhibiting there as well because Eden have just. Um, really relaunched this year with their sort of new series of Terra Nova um, amp heads which I think are really good a kind of um, managing to do the same sort of thing that Mark Bass do but you know with a good sounding product um, so it's uh, it, they're, they're really good but yes, can, I yeah, ask I a, can I ask a question about Eden what? I don't know if we've talked about this before how like autonomous are they from Marshall well, they're like, in the same factor. They're they're all made that they're you know they're prototyped in Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes, right? Okay, so it's made them. Are they made by like the same people? It's, is it basically just are Eden now just like is it shorthand for Marshall bass gear? Yes, yes. As in Marshall are the purse strings, but Luke, the fellow who owns Eden, yeah, still owns still, Eden. Right? Okay, it's still very much a family business. I believe his wife is heavily involved in the right okay as well um so they are still you know it's still the same people and they're still like a, a they're essentially like a, a boutique company that just got bought by a leviathan so there's loads yeah. of they obviously have sort of the resources and 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 the money that marshall makes available to them but still kind of with the same staff which i, 
I think it's pretty cool. I want to arrange for us to go up there and have a chat with them all and sort of look around their factory and stuff. I yeah. That'd be cool. Um, but we'll do that soon. So, Matt Knight, moving on to actual stuff that you saw. Yeah. Um, let's go through some new bits and bobs. Let's talk about the best and the worst bits. Yeah, let's do that. Sorry, my cat is biting me at the same time. <laughs> Can't see that on screen. Um, he's trying to he's trying to eat my cables. Can I can I jump in here because I really don't want us to run out of time and not talk about it. Satellite amps, man. Oh yeah, well let's start yeah let's start with that. I mean it's not in order, but we'll start so, with that. So satellite is a is an amp company from LA, I think. I can't I think, remember. I basically I met the guy. They're Atom. from his name was right okay. and uh he was awesome like what a guy he was collecting pin badges companies pin badges from nam yeah and uh i basically i just happened to wander past it i wasn't even looking for it i was like i recognize those amps turned around and there was the guy and i said i introduced myself and and who i work for and everything and i was like oh because i've followed their instagram and yeah. their facebook page for years yeah same and always gone their stuff is looks amazing they do loads of cool boutique amps basically all their amps have two controls volume and tone um, and I was like, the only problem is, is I can't get one. You know, I can't go and try one. And, yeah. you know, if you're spending, some of them are you know, nearly $3,000. I was yeah. like, I can't take the plunge on, you know, anything from 1800 to $3,000 without, without trying it first. And he said, actually, while he was at NAM, a couple of dealers in the UK have um, decided to take on their amps and we might be able to get some for review. That is so, amazing. So, um, yeah, we kind of had a chat. So, um, He's on my email contact list at the moment. Great um, stuff. Post, post Nam, but yeah, their amps sound amazing. But the guitars were the thing. They yeah. kind of single P90 Wilshire, kind of like Epiphone Wilshire sort of thing. They just looked amazing. Relicking was incredible. So he the guitars have he... gone for quite a similar feel then to the amplifiers in that they're dead simple as well. Yeah, they're just dead simple. And he's making pedals as well, which also look absolutely incredible. Um, they're like massive boxes. I've never seen enclosures like that big. They're huge. But they're like, I think they're just going for that real like simple retro vibe. You, you get one of those guitars, you get their fuzz pedal and you get their amp. The fuzz pedal's got two controls in it. The guitar's got two controls on it. The amp's got two controls on it. And that's kind of all you need. That's and it, it, you know it's just like this amazing simplistic approach to kind of building amps and, and then their cabs he, he are usually doesn't... like 610 as well 612 rather what they had a cab there yeah it was like what, guitar massive, or bass monstrous guitar that's so, so they wonderfully had like one unnecessary their... <laughs> uh, not not with those amps i don't think that's amazing like, yeah so they were i mean the guy was awesome and yeah once again the guys at 60 cycle and tone mobnum as well so when we were wandering around again and we were chatting but their stuff was a real highlight for me because it's just like real like simple boutique stuff done yeah. really well for not ridiculous money and did you say um, that he he doesn't make the guitars though he doesn't make the guitars he's got someone else that makes the guitars right okay um, but he makes all the amps and everything un under the satellite name because one of yeah. the things i saw and i couldn't find any info on it but one of the things i saw was someone saying that they were really expensive the guitars i can't remember a price tag on them if i'm being perfectly honest right okay i don't think they'll be cheap yeah because um, i did see a couple of like boutique guitar companies um i think i mean i'm just checking their website because i wanted to make sure i got my facts right on it they start oh, okay yes yeah, so they're two thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars <sighs> which well, in today's, I suppose in UK money, that's what, 2,700? 2,900. 
that's yeah that's 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 not far off i mean yeah. with with tax with import and stuff that'll yeah. be that'll be they'll probably be three grand plus that is yeah. a big wedge of money for a guitar with one pickup yeah for a wheelchair yeah yeah but, but I, mean, I mean oh man until you saw them i mean they're just like they're one of those guitars you just you would just fall in love with well completely i, I mean I, re- I remember when i think it was just before nam started i saw a picture on the satellite amps um uh instagram page and like i thought they were just showing off the uh the amps and they were like oh look at these cool guitars that we've got next to the amps i was like oh cool what is that that's like some sort of 60s epiphone thing or something that looks amazing and yeah. then you know it turned out that it was a satellite and it's like mate I, they look they look incredible oh, yeah. absolutely the, incredible the coronet uh, officially but yeah i'm i'm hopefully um yeah, we're sort of chatting and, and hopefully we might get one to demo great I mean, that would be amazing if, cool. if, if managed to get one so um, um speaking of amp brands who do guitars and also speaking of you uh has mm. your friedman turned up yet no, but I did meet Dave Friedman actually. Oh wow! And got to say, yeah, uh, cool. And got to say, oh, you're building guitar for me, and he was like, yeah. And you know, we chatted about it for a bit, and that was quite cool. So and they had some other uh, ones on display. They've announced two new shapes for for this year at Nam. Yeah, I think they're doing a. Come on, cat, out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, they. Announced... I didn't see uh, they. Yeah, they. Oh no, one of them was this weird. A single cut. Yeah. It was. Uh, like there was modern. like some sort of horrible mm. it was awful like, well, all like i don't like, think it was I think awful i, I think it, it was modern it was modern they've announced yeah, it was a, modern they've announced a modern looking um sort of part it's it's a single cut but when i say single cut i mean single cut in a very bass style way as in yeah. its top horn is joined quite far up the neck right, this okay. is always this is always the thing isn't it it's like you know if you make a t-style or an lp style or an s-style guitar you're kind of making something that already sort of exists. So if you yeah. kind of want to branch out, which I think is totally cool, um, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. And I, I, I didn't catch what the other body shape was. Did you see? I, what... I didn't see it. To be honest, their stand was their stand was paired with six other brands, and so it was, they they right. built it like this small like little city, um, and it was so busy when I went there, like crazy busy. So I saw one on the wall of the like single. I think it was a single cut one. Yeah. I can't remember if they had a double cut one or not. But loads of stuff was being tried and, and demoed and there's people doing videos everywhere. So I definitely went there just because I wanted to see the, the tellies. Right. And they had one in the same colour scheme as the one I'm getting, just without the the humbuckers in it. Oh, cool. That is totally so, cool. So, yeah, that was that was cool. Um, it's just funny, really, because some of the things I saw like that were kind of almost like a brief, like, two minutes on the stand, like, look around, like, take it all in and then kind of, like disappear again but they've got new pedals coming out as well i think um oh that's cool which is quite cool yeah, but see... for me i mean guitar because i've put a list down here one of the guitar highlights which i didn't mention was strandberg yeah yeah i, I mean just... great sort of staying on the thing and i think this was a really really strong year for boutique manufacturers i mean you like you, you said yourself matt that you thought the the gibson uh display or the, the gibson store uh, this year yeah i suppose i should probably form. And I think I should... we can all agree that Fender's announcements for 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 this year are are beyond the realms of poxy. So you know, well, this this truly is the year of boutique guitar man. Yeah, I mean the Gibson one was weird because I said to um, my colleague Jay, I was like, oh, I'm going to go have a look at the Gibson boost, and he's like, I guarantee you'll be disappointed. And I was like, nah, that'll be fine. So I went first thing on Sunday morning. So Sunday is like the quietest day. So I went before it opened, and I walked in and went, where's the guitars? I'm not kidding. They didn't even have one of every model they make on display. What? No. 
they didn't have one of every single of the standard line on display Great. right <laughs> they had they had three custom shops what yeah it was honestly the thing they cared about most was having a record store in there a small record store with vinyl so you could listen to their term- turntable their Gibson monitors and their headphones Oh, of course. Is yes. it? What this, are they doing? Gibbs? Are they doing Gibson turntables? Well, they, I, don't, I think it done, might be another company it's on, that they're Onkyo, yeah. isn't it? They yeah, own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's Onkyo, Onkyo, and uh, KRK. KRK. No. KRK. Really? Uh, yeah. they, that's, that's what they're. Yeah. They're, so the, their monitors were definitely were KRK. Were just KRK's. KRK's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and because yeah, because they, yeah, they do Sir and Vega. Oh, they had to have just PA stacked up, PA oh. gear just stacked up in the middle, not even plugged in. Classic missing. It was honestly, it was. It was mind blowing how, you know, and I like Gibson as a company. It was mind blowing how poor it was. Right. I guess, I guess, because I, 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 I think they focus more on CES now because they're branching more into the consumer electronic market, and you, that's a bigger portion of their business. Absolutely, and but, I guess that's the thing is like people, you know, irrespective of of what we say and our opinions on it, and what you know, even people who, you know, who are a bit more involved in the guitar community are going to think. Gibson are still going to, like, they're going to still sell Les Pauls, kind of irrespective of, to a certain degree, even, like, how much they are. People are going to still buy Les Pauls, and they're going to still buy SGs. And so all they really need to do is just keep going, yeah, look, there you go, we've got some. Come and look at this other stuff that we do. And I I do get it, I I do. It is a shame, though. It is a shame. It is. Yeah. I suppose, in a way, it's similar to, like, Shaw who make the microphones you know they're there massive stand and at the end of the day people are always going to buy sm58 yeah. yeah you know and um you know that's their core business and and now their core business isn't is they're always going to sell les pauls they're always going to sell gibson yeah of course, of course. Um, i suppose the biggest announcement although there wasn't any there is i think they're doing some left-handed models now yeah. right i think they announced that post nam because i don't think there was any there oh really really right. which seems but like bizarre. but what but but this that's the thing with Gibson and you know this is always this has always annoyed me is that like they they just don't do any left-handed stuff and they can fully they can do what they want about saying oh yeah we're releasing this but they might like they might make one they actually uh, announced and released a load in the UK just before Nam okay um, in, what in, lefties yeah lefties in fact uh, uh, my guitar shop and actually uh, Matt's old one uh, did a massive Gibson left-handed sale um just during Nam, uh, or, or slightly before, so there was, and, and that's still going on actually at the moment. But there, there are loads of like left-handed that have finally hit the UK, and yes, it is rare, but it's really great that Gibson are doing it. But kind of uh, bringing the conversation back away from the big two and back towards some boutique manufacturers. Yeah, you were going to talk about Sandberg, who I uh, Sa- uh, uh, Strandberg. Sandberg makes the bases, but Strandberg make the most futuristic guitars in the world. And we've spoken about them a bit. I did them as a brand of the week uh, a little while ago. Of course, I've been trying to sing their praises on the last couple of podcasts. Podcasts is podcasts is since I've become obsessed with Strandberg and Ormsby. But what did you think of the Strandberg well, stand? Because of course they've got like they had twenty or so indoorsies. They were doing performances all through the nam weekend and yeah. they've announced an os series which means they're having guitars now not hand built by mr strandberg they're they're um outsourcing to um was it a uh, world musical co i think it is who yeah, so the same company that make uh chapman who make chapman uh, who is Schecter. another guitar uh, guitar manufacturer i really want to talk about as well because they had a great new uh guitar they out. did 
Yeah, but let's, I mean, let's talk about Strandberg first. So Strandberg, I mean, there's, I suppose the the strange thing for Strandberg for me was three days before the show, we get told that there's a potential collaboration between Strandberg and Boss. Um, potential? They had a prototype there. Well, they had a prototype. Basically, the, I suppose the, the thing is there's a prototype there, but nothing is confirmed whether it's going to be a whether it's going to be a production model or not it's effectively um kind of the first time boss have ever done like a prototype at a show usually they've got a product and it's ready to go so it's it was hand built in japan um and it's got all the boss v guitar technology in it with custom tunings and sounds chosen by ola strandberg right and i was lucky because ola strandberg came to the stand to get his one and we had one for us so we actually got, got to meet Ola and got his oh, card and amazing. talked to him a lot about his design and his initial design behind the Strandberg was because unless you play one you kind of don't know, necessarily know the neck but they're like a yeah the, the necks are rectangular the, they're it's well, like tra- a rectangular yeah. neck they're yeah. trapezoid I suppose yeah, that, that's right. that the, like, yeah but the the flat bit actually moves with the neck so that's where your thumb rests but it moves up the neck as you play, so it that's doesn't right. go the, straight the, down the, the middle. angle it's like diagonal. Yeah, that's yeah. right. The angle shifts in line with sort of the the way the f- the frets fan on the front as well. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's great. I didn't so, cover this in brand of the week, but no, it's fine. But giving it to a guy like we had um, Alex Hutchins on the stand, who's obviously like a jazz fusion like ridiculous player, and I mean he just like I mean I played some blues on it and it sounded terrible and i was like <laughs> oh god i sort of it feels all right but it's it's not the kind of guitar for me it's like if you're into that kind of two-hand tapping or that kind of real fusion stuff it's like the ideal guitar yeah but ola strandberg's initial idea was that the neck twisted so not just that body but the actual neck millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Twisted. And then the route in the body was also twisted, so it, the actual kind of lower strings were further f- forward right. than the treble strings. Do you see what okay. I mean? So yeah. almost like you're holding the guitar at an angle. And he was like, it worked, and it was a great, it felt great, but the problem is he was like, techs are going to be too scared to set it up. So yeah. he scaled it all back to make it something that a normal 
technician or a guitar I mean, player. I mean, even, even scaled on. back, it's probably one of the, oh, it's bizarre. the the most adventurous guitars that's actually taken off but to, to I a said to him, I said, I said to him, I said, you must have had some real guts to go, do you know what? I'm going to not make a, a guitar that looks like anything else, make this crazy, headless, quite small-bodied instrument, you know, and put it out to market at what, at the time, when the hand-built ones were coming out expensive very expensive and they yeah they've got 20 plus indoor season everyone wants to play one um and he's and just like yeah amongst, just can't believe it amongst those fusion sort of tappy players um they've had a massive uh impact yeah um, I, I was lucky enough to see um pliny who we interviewed at arc tangent oh, yeah, do cool. um so it's the two guys from intervals doing like a little demo and uh they were both playing them it's just like amazing um, the only person I missed though was Yvette Young. That was the person oh, I really that's wanted the one, to see. Yeah, yeah. I did. And, I... and um, Sarah Longfield. Yeah, she she's... plays an eight-string one as yeah, well. Yeah, she's great as well. I did watch one um, of those videos, the one yeah. with the the flowery guitar. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that was Yvette, Yvette Young. Yeah. Okay, and she... I, like I thought it was I thought it was like I thought it was really good, but like uh-huh. they're not. I don't know, like, it, I realise I'm saying this to you as someone who's sort of involved in that scene, but, like... Not really. I know what you're going like, to say. But it, it didn't it, really... Like, what what it, was what was being played didn't really feel like no, it had a huge amount yes. of, like, practical application it's in terms of, like, to the pop, point popular of, music. Yeah, yeah. That's, and that's that's what it always comes back to for me. And, I, like, I do... I, I understand why people maybe get annoyed with me just being like, oh, he just likes these guitar, blah, blah, blah. Like, but for me, playing guitar has always been a, has always been a means to an end to like write songs and play music like uh, it's not like i really like guitars but like i don't it's 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 like a thing that you use as opposed to being the beat like the entire well that concept we're, I, we're into the the argument of technical versus sort of emotive playing which is yeah, a massive yeah, yeah, yeah. massive rabbit hole that we could get and these these guitars are definitely designed with the technical player uh, sort of in mind um i i thought um i thought yvette young's uh did you know the thing about her guitar is it's um she painted it herself yes did I, I did that read before? that yeah i think that is absolutely totally cool it is completely um the most interesting uh looking uh guitar i think strandberg have ever put out um but i guess moving on then from strandberg um Let's talk about let's talk about Chapman guitars because they had an interesting new announcement as well. Yeah, so um, I know um, from my days, obviously, when I worked at Anderson's, I know Matt really well, who's the managing director of um, Chapman, and it's basically him and a really small team at Chapman guitars, not many people at all. And he's been at the front for this for about I think he said about twelve months. They've been working on this. They've basically redesigned kind of relaunched their entire range so 29 new guitars um which is bonkers really they've basically scrapped everything and then kind of gone back to the drawing board gone back to the factories and gone you know what can we do better what can we change and yeah they've got basically a pro range and then a standard range so the standard range have moved to Indonesia, which cuts the price down, and then the pro ranges are still going to be made in Korea, but they're going to be like um, slightly better specs. Yeah, yeah, that's a, it's it's 
uh, amazing to see such a sort of a complete redefining of the company at at this sort of stage if you go onto the chapman website now they actually aren't listing any models at all um yeah you can select the guitars right. and really it says bizarre. coming soon on 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 everything which uh well I, I think it's a really bold move and a really great move i'm really glad that they're taking this step towards making sure that the instruments are extremely high quality yeah, and um, I'm kind of excited they're doing a couple of baritones as well. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Um, the really exciting thing I thought from them was um, was Rabia's new model. Did you yeah. get to see that? I only saw it briefly. I chatted to Rabia briefly, but he was actually working on the Victory stand, which that's was right, right yeah, next yeah. door. He's, he's just um, started working for Victory Amps. Who are working another... for them as opposed to being an indoorsee. Yeah, well, he is still an indoorsee, I, I, I well, evidently, but yes, he's working on their R and D department now. Oh right, as cool. An employee. Yeah. He, Where he, are they based, Victory? Um, they, they are based in Kent, I believe. Yeah, because he lives in he lives in Brighton, doesn't he? Rabia? Yeah. Yes, he lives in Brighton, but I believe because Rabia are heavily associated with Rob Chapman as well, aren't they? They, I think he owns shares within the the what? company. Victory, as well. you mean? What did I say? Rabia. I I meant Victory. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Rob Chapman has his own signature amp head. His own signature yes. victory amp. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know the, what the tie-in is actually on that, no. but I know that they, he does have some input because he's had he's got two amps, I think, hasn't he? He's got the little yeah portable head because that's because obviously he does like one they call it the Red Dwarf, which is like a tiny terror. Um, well, that's kind of Victory's bread and butter, isn't it? They sort of took the yeah. lunchbox idea of Orange and made it better. They do more with it they're better sounding they're also kind of themed so they do things like uh the sheriff i think it's the sheriff 22 maybe something like that or sheriff 20 yeah 22 and 24 which are a bit like the sir badge it's a bit like a kind of martial yeah plexi yeah um, exactly. but their new amp this year was the v40 deluxe and i i, I love the v40 you know when i worked for Anthons, i thought it was a great amp you know really nice and clean great if you just want a clean amp sound this one is basically taking everything but making it a little bit more well I suppose deluxe really it's got a proper spring reverb in it rather than a digital reverb um it's got more bottom end it's fatter it's warmer sounding um it's got a, dr- a nicer drive channel on it um or like it's like a boost anyway so and they're going to be they're doing a combo and a head i think the head's going to be about 16.99 so i think for the price yeah, they're great. The Amazing, price of their really. stuff is great for these sort of like really boutique lit lamps that and i yeah, find them they're quite not hand wired there they're like circuit boards but they're not like point to point hand wide yeah but they're really innovative as well in general they they released a um a dual input amp as well um i uh, only saw the v40 if i'm being perfectly honest once again it was a kind of they were they were right opposite walrus audio so i was kind of distracted by walrus audio for a bit um but yeah, there was just like you can't. That's this is the thing I suppose going back to it. It's like so much, and you see one thing. Oh yeah, I remember that. And you're like, I'll make a note of that, and then you just kind of like get distracted by something else. And just, yeah. Oh. So speaking of which, I guess we can't really let Matt Knight do a rundown of Nam without him having a fairly decent wedge of that dedicated to talking about pedal brands that he's seen. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, what were the other things I was going to say that I that I saw that were were good? I mean. The one that we've obviously talked about a lot in the past that caught my eye as something different was cast engineering uh-huh. um and i didn't even plan to see them i just happened to walk past the stand and saw the casper delay on the floor turned <laughs> round, and then it said on the sign it was like such and such guitars and such and such amps 
and named Cast Engineering. And I was like, oh, are you got the guy from Cast Engineering? And he went, oh, no, it's this dude. And pointed to this guy sitting on the stool who was knackered. Bear in mind, it's Sunday. It was like lunchtime. He's like, looks so tired. And he's their A&R guy. And he's basically their, like, sales guy for the for the US. Okay. Right. Um, and he showed me the new stuff they've got there. So the first one was a signature drive, like dual-channel drive, which right. was kind of cool. But the second one was the Gypsy Haze, which was their octave fuzz. Of course. So it's a fuzz pedal with a switchable octave, which I was like, okay, that's that's cool. The octave can only be engaged if the fuzz is engaged. But he's like, ah, here's the thing. If you hold down the fuzz button, the fu- the octave toggles on and off, and then the fuzz button works as a tap tempo. So, yeah, you tried to explain this via text message to us, and I didn't get it. Like, what do you mean... A tap tempo for a fuzz. So you know, so obviously, if you've got a two-button fuzz pedal, for example, one turns the fuzz on and off, and yeah. one turns the octave on and off. So when okay. you, every time you hit the octave button, the, that kind of like high octave comes yeah, in. Yeah, for sure. Right? So if you hold that button down, it flip the octave comes on and off. It just basically turns itself on and off. So you've what, got a normal uh, fuzz sound, and then the octave comes on, then it goes off, then the octave and comes on. And that comes but on you at can like tap three... in the... No, what? you can tap in the tempo that you want the octave to come in and out on. Right. So imagine right. just adding an octave effect to your fuzz, but you can have it in time with everything else that you're playing. It's a really bonkers concept. So I kind of like that. You can use it like like a delay pedal, kind of, insofar as like you can like set the... You the can rate set... the width, the octave comes on and off the fuzz signal. So rather than... But like, does that... Imagine does, if... But like... Why? Why do you want? Why the... not? <laughs> no one's done it before. That's what I. That's what I kind of thought was but so like, good so about it's, it. That's the thing. Is it, it's not like this isn't like a thing that like Hendrix did, but someone was turning it on and off for him or anything like that. No. Is it? It's just no. no, not at all. I've never ever seen it before. It's like someone literally turning the octave effect on and off on like an octaver. Well, but know. whilst you're playing. But while you're playing, yeah. But you can tap in the temp. You can tap in the rate of it. I just thought. What a what a ridiculously genius idea! Yeah, ridiculous. And so different, you know. And that's wow. and that's what we've always said about the cast guys. Is completely, kind of completely. Something a bit different. Um, so that was kind of cool to see them. Um, what else did I see? Well, I I th- personally think winner of gear of the year, if not at least weirdest gear, oh. has to be the plus pedal, the sustain pedal. <laughs> Okay. So we talked a little bit about this last week. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the podcast. Probably not. Oh, I have not. But we we <laughs> talked a little bit about it last week, and what you seemed really into it last week. Yeah, you yeah, changed yeah. your mind. Yeah, yeah, I I am really into it, but um, but something else got announced this week. Uh, right. That I, I think. So before we go, be better. Did but... you play the plus, Matt? I didn't get a chance to play it, but I watched two demos on it. So let me, I suppose, I kind of, in a way, set the scene on how I found it. I saw on Facebook said, I think it was Music Radar, but has the plus pedal one NAM before it's even started? Yeah, I and saw I read that the, article I read well. the article, I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Didn't think anything of it until we walked to the downstairs bit, which means you had to walk all the way to the end of this other hall. And in the corner was a company from Latvia selling trumpets... And he had an amp and then the pedal on the floor. And he was just playing guitar. And I happened to see it on the floor. It wasn't even on a stand. It was <laughs> right. just, and, he, and his English wasn't fantastic. It was pretty good. But, you know, he was basically... He'd tagged along with his company that sells trumpets in Latvia. 
And I was like, oh, I've heard about this. And he did a quick minute demo on it, and I went, brilliant. It's basically... Because I said, what is the big difference between that and a freeze? And he said, well, the freeze is like a synthesizer, and it adds that kind of icy yeah. sort of gliss to the sound. I don't know if you saw that. My cat just went mental in the background. <laughs> um, basically, it sustains exactly the note that you put into it. Yeah. So it works exactly so it sounds like... more organic. Yeah. It's, so you know when you sit down with a piano and you've got a piano sustain pedals? Yeah and you hit a note and you hold down the sustain pedal and the note sustains and until you take your foot off it works in exactly the same way so if you just want to add more sustain to your you know ringing out chords or whatever you literally press this but it, it sustain doesn't, pedal it like doesn't work in the same way this is this digitally digitally takes a small amount yeah, of it your takes, note it and repeats it, it over and again a, it which, takes a sample i mean which i don't is know whether it repeats it over and over again I don't know if it works the same way as a freeze. It definitely does some sort of sampling, but I think the sampling inside, because some guy was asking about it and he was a bit cagey about how it actually works. I think because <laughs> they didn't know how it works. No, I think he does know how it works. I don't think he wanted to go out and tell everyone exactly right. what it does. Okay, <laughs> fine. But however it does it, because it didn't sound like a freeze in terms of you could hear this note repeating. It sounded much more like your guitar had more sustain okay yeah it does it sound very wicked. strange it's, it's, it's gonna be great the demos of it sound amazing and listeners and viewers if you haven't checked out the the, the plus pedal then you know you i don't know but where you've been I, I thought, it's everywhere but check it i out. thought it's great because it had an effects loop and then you could turn off the the dry signal so you could get like instant like massive ambient chords and sounds yeah. by just turning yeah the sustain that sounds level. proper super cool um i just thought great i thought my <laughs> to be honest i thought the only downside of i think of people having it on their pedal boards i think it's just the look of it what i actually How didn't rate the pedal i didn't like it i thought it's it's a massive pedal right and i think actually if it was in something that had more of like a crybaby feel to it or uh-huh. like a reverse crybaby or something like that like more of like a pedal switch yeah not like an electroharmonic switch but more like a i don't know like just a, like a soft touch Pedal nah, on the toe. Nah, I think you're wrong. These, he's just replicated the look of, uh, of a yeah. sustain pedal. Yeah, yeah that, I, mean, I mean that's exactly what he's done. I'm just thinking like in practical terms, but I think otherwise, no. I mean it. It was just a great pedal. I can't believe no one sort of done it already yeah, yeah. in that on that sort of sound. Everyone's of always made it sound kind of slightly weird and you know never really held the same sort of note. And this basically sounds. Yeah, just absolutely. like your guitar's got more sustain. Not like there's loads of reverb. Not like there's loads of delay. Literally, like your guitar has more sustain. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we know that the plus pedal is very good, but are we all aware of what happened in the last few days? No. GTC released the Rev Pad. Matt Knight, are you aware of this? Did you see it the at Rev NAMM? Pad. The Rev Pad. Jay Cross? No, I've got Matt no Knight. idea what you're Okay, about. right. The Rev Pad. So, this company, this uh this this European this small company have released a essentially a bit like a helix, that sort of thing, but well not the uh, where it's it, a multi effects floor oh, your favourite. Yeah. Does everything you want looks a bit helixy um comes with what they refer to as the rev pad 
It is a pad. Oh, no, I'm on the website now. <laughs> yes. Yes, everyone, listeners and viewers, please go and check out the RevPad. Because this guitar comes with an easy-to-fit... Sorry, this uh, this uh, multi-effects pedal comes with an easy-to-fit um, touchpad that you can attach... Uh, just below your strings uh, to the uh, to the sort of the, the scratch plate area of your guitar, much the same as you would maybe a chaos pad. Uh, were you Matt Bellamy? Or yeah, I was going to say yeah. this is this is the perfect no, opportunity for you no. to fulfil all your muse <laughs> fantasies. Is that what this is? No, but okay. So you can you can, uh, you can allocate. Uh, so it's got three buttons on there and a pad. So the buttons allow you to have uh, quick fire. Uh, effects you can choose you can have like um, quick select effects on those three buttons if you know just pressing the pedal isn't convenient you know for, for some reason uh, but the the pad then can be because it's MIDI oh oh it's MIDI and it's Bluetooth the pad so you know you're not plugging it in to anything um, and the uh, the pad you can assign whatever um, uh, thing you want to control so you could have it controlling the uh, the amount of drive for example the the demo video shows how that could be useful and uh, you, you can you could of course allocate like you can make it a tap tempo you could have it uh, you could have it defining um, the the speed of your tremolo uh, or the amount of delay or the delay length anything you want anything you want either by anything. tapping or moving your finger around on this midi controlled bluetooth pad uh, that comes with the effect what could be better than that it sounds a bit it's, like it's 1399 that is yeah, yes it, 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 it yes. sounds like a gimmicky esa i i don't know what you're no, talking about it sounds about. like a gimmicky line 6 helix yeah <laughs> well yeah <laughs> i think it's going to be amazing i'm really excited actually um, i'll tell you what on a, on a similar vein to this i actually got to check out the kickstarter there by a company called mod duo right um which along the same sort of lines is basically like an m5 but imagine that instead of there being inbuilt effects you plug it into your computer via usb and it works like a virtual plug-in so you basically load in and create the effects patches that you want by literally like a plug and play like a modular system on screen, save it into the system and then put it onto your pedal board with MIDI control. So rather than going, oh, I'm going to have a chorus on my M5 or whatever, you can literally plug it in and go, I want a chorus into a delay, into a reverb, but I want to split it in parallel and do all this weird stuff inside. Right. Save it as a patch and then have it on the pedal board. It's weird because it's like totally plug-in driven so that also means that it's like user updatable in the sense that people can kind of then go into the operating system and like completely change what they want the unit to do well that and it's like some weird kickstarter and it was it, it's been floating around for a while but i actually got to see it and it's like a pretty odd bit of kit that sounds like the future yeah i mean it, that's the i suppose that's the thing it's like there was a lot of weird future products there. So Matt Knight, like stuff that you're probably going to see in like ten years and be like, "Oh, that's just the norm now." I don't think yeah. it will, though. Oh God, know. no, I mean, no! Of course, Jay and Mark Packham don't, don't think anything's <laughs> ever going to change. They can't accept the inevitable. What? What inevitable fall of of 
boringness. The, the, the world is progressing. We're moving forward. The advancement is is upon us. Aye, right, mate. That's what they said. In the, that's what they said in the eighties. You didn't get it right back then. Well, maybe. Well, and you have more trust in humanity now than. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, we are coming up close to time, and we've got a couple of other things to get through. So, Matt Knight, is there anything else that stuck out to you at Nam that you want to stick? Up? We've we've got a few things we haven't mentioned from your little list um, uh, that that you that you sent us. Of course, I'll rock do, and roll relics you saw there. Rock and roll relics. I mean, we've talked about rock and roll relics before, but I mean, yeah. their stand was amazing. Their guitars are amazing. Now you'd, um, you'd, you'd uploaded a few pictures. There was like a, a double, was like cr- a pink, a double, double cut, cut, pink Gretschy sort of thing. Yeah, um, I got to see the fifteen thousand pound Fender um, master built custom shop amplifiers, Whoa. made from a eighteenth century warship. Uh-huh. Um, oh, that ridiculous. Is... That's yeah, ridiculous. ridiculous. Um, got to check out the new Chase Bliss Brothers distortion pedal. The uh, analog overdrive boost fuzz distortion pedal that's all midi controllable uh-huh. um that was awesome i got to go to a bowling party hosted by reverb for the boutique pedal community and um hang out with nick reinhardt which was quite cool yes yes i was very very well. jealous you also got to see uh juan Odre as well i did and hopefully they're going to come on the podcast because of Maybe course they host pedalandeffects.com yeah so it's kind of cool i was talking to nick about obviously he did the all the fender stuff for the offsets yeah that's recently. right i've noticed that he's recently switched up from playing that weird offset um sort of squire. left-handed squire he's now yeah. got himself one of the new fender professional uh jaguars yeah and, and even though um i didn't there wasn't really much from earthquake devices we went to their stand and what i watched uh one order and nick reinhardt do like a 30 minute like jam and it was the most some of the most bonkers sounds i've ever heard yeah i, from pedals. I imagine that was completely... it was um it was awesome and he was playing his like fretless um what is it is it a jazz bass with a p pickup was it uh, no it's, it's, it's a, a precision bass with a jazz bass pickup yeah. so it's a 1970 uh precision bass that's um that's had the uh, yeah. had a, a a jazz pickup added to it and uh it's had the it's a stars bridge which are the the company we now know as leo quad but before yeah. when they were just called stars and of course they're, they're fretless he's had the he has the lines painted on his fretless because the original stock fenders uh came um just with blank. yeah and also just with plain rosewood so he's also had to have that finished because he, the, you, you can really eat he uses round wounds and that really eats into the wood itself in yeah. fact he has said he's he's bought two more necks now to uh to eventually um Replace retrofit it. because he says it's only got he reckons he's only got one more sort of re uh repaint of of the neck on that one and then it's oh, done it which goes. is a yeah the sad inevitable yeah, but- uh, fate of all things fretless but there was there was so much stuff I walked past the only ball stand um, saw the Sterling stuff I got to see Annie Clark St Vincent do a talk with Reverb um, oh did you which was awesome yeah he yeah. put pictures on the group oh, I miss that oh that's great um, that was awesome I thought it was going to be a meet and greet I was so excited to like just have my photo taken with her and uh, it was actually just an interview and she wandered off afterwards and I was gutted oh um, she's, she's great though probably she probably my, had something really her, important to do yeah yeah like not talk to me um well, yeah. but i got to meet at the same time the she shreds people were there so got to hang out with those guys for a little bit and that okay, was nice cool. um and yeah so that was that was cool that was one of the highlights for me um but yeah seeing the new sterling stuff was good um the new laney 
that Laney have reissued the first yeah. ever amp they made. We we spoke um, about this a bit last week. Um, is this the ridiculous thing? Well, it's it's not as ridiculous as it is. Uh, the I don't know what the price was. Was there a price announcement? Oh, it it's probably very expensive. I don't think they've announced a, a a price for it yet. But this is an amplifier that they made based on um, the first Black Sabbath album. Yes. Yeah. 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 Who played their last ever show last night? Is that right? Yeah. No, I didn't. They played their... I think it's their last ever show. I think they've said that before. Yeah, but, you know... Their last, last ever show. So, Um, guys, we are are coming up super duper on time, and there are a couple of things uh, it'd be cool to mention. I'd like to uh, just answer one question from the Facebook group before we go, um, and then we'll do some more stuff about it on... uh, on the Patreon content as well. Um, I also want to very, very briefly um, mention um, something that I think everyone should go and check out. I shared them a little bit on uh, the on the Facebook group, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum. That's the one, exactly. Um, which was Wing Instruments. Yes, that's right. Wing Instruments, whose tagline is Life is Short scale wing instruments oh. make yes yes wing instruments make ba- six string basses that start at the 12th fret <laughs> <laughs> and they make uh they make guitars ordinary guitars which start at the fifth fret um that, I, I saw you put a video of this and i was like that is the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen they look incredible and they sound amazing and um i you... mean nam was full of that that like you'd love to go purely for for that stuff i mean they yeah. make a seven string i mean what is the point a seven <laughs> string the the, the yeah they, they are amazing the, you can pick up the wing bass classic which is a five string bass that sorry, starts on the sorry, wing bass Classic, Cla- which what? <laughs> Based on which classic? <laughs> well, I mean, it's sort of, I guess, classic in that it's the shape of a fish, and fish are classic oh, mate, animals. Classic uh, for only seven hundred ninety-nine dollars, which is nothing. You can't put a price on sort of portable uh, multi-string instruments. They're brilliant, but anyway, everyone go and check them out because they do actually look loads of fun to play. They do come on, they do seriously look loads of fun, and there's something they, for guitars. I mean, I must well. admit, the little mini bass is ridiculous. But if you had the money, you'd sort of buy one just for its yeah. sheer stupidity. Oh, come on, if you had the money, they're not that much money. Starting at like seven nine nine, I think it's a very reasonable price for something super cool. And it's nice to see a company focus on the uh, short scale. And of course, I am still pretty obsessed with travel instruments. Sorry, I just want to. I just. I've had a quick look at that page, and right. it. Their tagline is "Life is short, scale." I just said that. Yeah, no, I thought you said it was "Life is short," and then full stop. New word. Scale. Scale, as if like scale up. All oh, right. No, but no, that wouldn't no, make sense because short, yeah, scale. life is short scale. Life is yeah. Life is short scale. No, life is short scale. That's life a much is short scale. Life is short scale. Right. We're saying the same thing. No, no, I'm saying it correctly. Right. And you're putting a period in there. Anyway, I'd like to uh, us quickly do one question from the group and then we're going to have to call it a night and head over onto the Patreon. So Joel on the Facebook group said, should I sell my 2015 Les Paul Jr. with the robot uh, tuners replaced by real tuners and buy a new Mexican deluxe Telecaster? Uh, does anyone have any extensive experience with deluxe and uh, can they hand down some wisdom Matthew Knight 
Um, this is a bit of an odd one for me because no one really bought the 2015 juniors when they first came out and then a lot of dealers started doing them at like crazy prices i think we sold one at like 499 or 599 yeah and then a couple came in second hand and they were like 350 quid and i think even for 500 quid i was like that's so much guitar for 500 quid yeah. and i actually really enjoyed playing it i actually kind of liked that slightly wider neck yeah that, and that robot is tuners, the thing i could take it or leave with it with the robot tuners you can retrofit the the thing i think for those those 2015 gibsons which does make it a little awkward because i thought about getting one of those les paul juniors and the reason i didn't came down to that that neck did feel weird it did feel yeah, weird it did but then i sort of kind of i think for like more chord work it kind of felt nice but then i would say you know really you know if he's is he looking to sell it because he's not getting on with it well, or does yeah. he just they're very very different guitars they are very different yeah. guitars but i mean also, you're talking about trading in at the end of the day an american gibson for yeah. sort of yeah. a mexican telling i don't think and much I of actually the don't mexican like deluxes those. Well, I don't like those deluxe tellies which, as much. I don't but, like the sound on those deluxe tellies. But what, like, the thing is, is that the word deluxe has been put into so many different telecasters. Like, what is this? Is this the, one of the deluxe Nashville tellies? Is it? Uh, I imagine it's probably the two humbuckers. A, 70, it's what, a 70, yeah. 72, 72 yeah. deluxe. Yeah. I mean, I don't like those at all. I've never liked that that like woolly sound. You, didn't but, you, but he's didn't, talking about switching over from a junior, which I guess would be similarly. Nah, because those are, those are P90s. No, well, actually, because the P90s in those 2015s weren't they P90? P91. No, weren't they like P90s or something P90 like that? P90H. They like a slightly more powerful P90. No, that was what the P90H is. What was in the uh, Billy Joe Armstrong? Right. Because I, I, yeah, I mean those 2015s. I honestly thought they sounded. I thought they sounded all right. I really like them. But, I mean, if he's really not getting on with them and he wants a different sound, I actually don't know whether those Teddy Deluxes will be the best thing to go for. If you want something that's going to be brighter and cut through, go for a normal Teddy. Yeah. Yeah, that's not those, um, those woolly, big, wide-range humbuckers. I never liked them. I really loved humbuck with a humbucker in a single coil was the um, Graham Coxon, the the blur signature yeah, yeah well that's because that had a, that like seymour duncan yeah, had a proper humbucker in it, in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't those know wide range ones just i know they're a brand that we've spoken not, about sure. a lot recently but i really think this is the sort of area where where reverend uh do a very very good job with their part humbucker part yeah. 90 pickups um and i think they're worth a worth a look and certainly around this price point i don't think there's much else that's being built to that sort of uh, was, extreme quality yeah. level I was gutted I didn't get to see much more of the Reverend stand. I walked past it when it was being built, um, and that was the last <laughs> the last I saw of it. It was like the first day I was there. I saw a tiny bit of it, and that was it. So, oh, that yeah, I was a shame. gutted. And I saw a little bit of um, Supro slash um, what are the guitars he's doing now? Like crazy looking guitars. Yeah, um, yeah, they look great. Pictronics, but Pictronics haven't had anything new either for ages really um i mean there was like so many random things that i just walked past that massive power supply the overkill that's got 28 outlets on it yeah you know just who's, who's that, that by Petronics. no it's by that company i don't know how you pronounce it properly oh clocks. c-i-o-k-s yeah isn't it clocks, clocks. no clocks. i don't I think know. it is oh well okay but, but anyway so but i mean yeah there's i was gutted i didn't see more of the reverend stand for 
that kind of stuff that would have been a good viable option for yeah. going something different to the to the junior. Yeah, that is proper wicked. Right, boys, we are we are massively over time, which is uh, which is rather surprising considering I didn't really organise this uh, podcast incredibly. So uh, we need. What to, you mean? We just waffled. Yeah, for... we, yeah. We, that's what we do. We need to work out how we're going to finish this podcast without Mark Packham. So he normally lists a number of things towards okay. the end. What things does he list? So what he says is, if you enjoyed listening to if you enjoyed listening to his podcast, yeah. then make sure you go over to oh, yeah. the Patreon, Patreon. website, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where for just $5 a month, you can become one of our... No, no, no. He uh, says for, for as little as $1 a month. Okay, because there's okay. some stuff you can I was do just, for a dollar. I was just going to paraphrase. Oh, but, okay. Well, all you get for a dollar is you get the podcast ad-free, um, and you also get the show notes, which I write up here. Um, and thanks very much for helping us out. For $5 a month, um, you become one of our uh, subscribers, which gets you access to the extra content that we do. Yes. Um, so after we finish recording this, we will be recording another half an hour episode of the podcast. Um, we're also doing a load of other stuff with Patreon at the moment. Joe is currently running a uh, mini-series called Branton's Ranton. Uh, this week, I understand it was relicking. It was relicking. Branton's was Ranton relicking. Yeah, I was having a go at people who don't like relics. Oh, who do not like relics. Yeah. Right, gotcha. Okay, so... That was this, and you've done stuff on, uh, you've done stuff on ext- uh, standard, standard standard tuning, tuning. yeah, and um, airbrushed finishes on guitars. Yes, um, I think maybe the next mini series, like I'm going to be interviewing a bunch of uh, record producers. Um, That's going to be cool, and we've got there are loads that. of interviews and stuff like that. We've got loads of interviews coming up. We did an interview a couple of weeks ago with Cynthia uh, uh, Cynthia Shema from uh, from She Shreds magazine. And uh, we've got some other interviews lined up. So basically, we're just trying to make the Patreon stuff a bit more worthwhile because we realised we sort of rested on our laurels last year and we want to make it really good. So anyway, that's 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 what's going on. That's $5. And for $10, $10. you get that and you also get the... um, You get your name read out at the end of the podcast. Firstly... Should I do that now? Yeah. Because we don't say all the other things, do we, until after? I sort of waffled a bit. I've I've been getting in trouble a lot recently for talking a bit too much about Patreon. So I don't mean to... We're not trying to ram anything. We just get excited right. about what are we're you doing. Are you going to give me some backing music for yeah. this? Yeah. <clears throat> Can you count me in? Yeah. One, a two, a one, two, three, four, five. Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Steve Merkel, Blair Tobbs, Connors, Muncher, Andrew Mucker, Mark Cross, JD Short, Annie McKenzie, Brad Pitt, Paul Corrigan, Jack Godfroy, Will Clare, Scott O'Brien, Matt Quine, Phil Thompson, Laurie Anstis, Moo Gravit, Colin Anderson. That's it. I didn't time it quite well. No, right. but there are loads of other ways you can also check us out. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar forum where we yep. chat about all this all this stuff. Shizzle. You, you can, can head over to Instagram, Instagram. Forward, that, well, where well, we just at guitar nerds. At guitar nerds, yeah. We're on Twitter, Twitter at guitar nerds. And somewhere else. Where, oh, YouTube. YouTube, which is where some people watch this. Yeah, this which is absolute omni shambles. <laughs> I think today. we've done well. I think we've done well. I'm exhausted. Yeah, me too. Right. But yeah, Guitar Nerds videos. Yeah. Guitar Nerds. Like no, youtube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds videos. Oh, it doesn't matter anymore. Regular service will probably resume next week. We assume. Mark, 
I, if Mark's not better, I think yeah. Joe and I will go over to his house and carry him over here. Yeah, I mean, just to how... make sure we don't do this by ourselves again. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how long the snip takes to recover from, but hopefully, Mark Packham will be back. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, thanks, gang. Farewell. Bye. You don't know how to stop, do you? <laughs> I don't know how to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, we're there. We can... Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.